0: Casting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio. Show. Talk show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, is my fellow Americans, it is the broadcast for June twenty-second. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two and our goal always, to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law, the land, the constitution of the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, What are the peaceful, restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Wow, we got a lot to cover today. Let's just drill into the recap of yesterday's show. For starters, shall we? Our guest, Sheriff Richard Mack is with us. He's founder and president of the CSPOA. That's the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, where he encourages we, the people, to back our constitutional sheriffs. When they interpose, when they protect we, the people, from enemies, foreign and domestic, including government officials, when necessary. Where we believe in due process for all people. Where we believe in the oaths of office for sheriffs and other public officials who have sworn an oath to the supreme law of the land. They need to understand the supreme law of the land, even when other edicts, mandates, whatever else, comes our way. Look, it doesn't compare to the supreme law of the land. The Supreme law still takes precedence. Welcome to the broadcast. So with Sheriff Richard Mack, we talked about June 18th, Only 24 states give workers the day off since Biden declared the holiday in 2021. So it's a divisionary day to say the least. It's a tragedy. We talked about red flag laws are flat out unconstitutional. We also talked about the police in Uvalde, Texas never attempted to unlock the door to the two classrooms where the gunman shot and killed 21 people on May 24th. Yeah, the San Antonio Express News reported the details. The door wasn't even locked. They never checked. Shame on them, right? Shame on them for that. But that's what we're seeing, right? And now, let me give you some details about this because we highlighted this uh, in a previous show, this headline yesterday. But we didn't dig into it as much as we could have or should have, or whatever you want to say. A headline says Bombshell report changes everything about validate. Did the cops wait on keys in front of an unlocked door? The answer is it looks like yes. Jack Davis, the Western Journalist, where I get this piece. A new report claims that police never tried to enter the Uvalde classroom. Yeah, the report was in the San Antonio Express News. They call it a new wrinkle to an already convoluted story relating to the police response to the shooting that took place at the school, which has been riddled with contradictions (laughs) and contrary clarifications from the beginning. The newspaper now reports that surveillance video surveillance video footage indicates that not once in the 77 minute period between when the government i'm sorry i shouldn't say government provocateur when the shooter entered the room and when they actually tried the door and went in 77 minutes they didn't try the door once shows the footage according to the report all the doors at the school are supposed to be locked automatically lock when they're closed if you will that means the only way to get in will be with a key the source said. however the door might not how uh, or might not have locked due to a malfunction the same kind of malfunction that allowed Ramos to enter the school in the first place now the bottom line is they say that the teacher propped open the door but then it turns out the teacher shut the door but then the door never locked. So we're dealing with these unlocked doors, these malfunctions. It just seems like the twists and turns in this case never end. The source said, even though the police may have incorrectly assumed that the doors were locked, it was unknown whether the door was really locked or not in the whole ordeal. So police say that they assumed it was locked, but evidence showed it may have been open the whole time. Now, they say that this guy, this kid, the shooter, could not have locked the doors from the inside. So the question is, do you think the truth is being covered up in Uvalde? They say the source shows that the, the source explained that surveillance footage Shows Ramos entering classroom 111. Two minutes after, the police officers responded by chasing him. Ramos then fired inside classroom 111 and 112. And I guess a couple of people got grazed as he shot through the door. He caused minor wounds to the cops with flying debris. That's when they should have absolutely hammered down the door and rushed him validate School District Police Chief, the guy's name is Pedro Dondo. I think it is, has told the online news outlet that he was in the hallway trying to find a way in. He said that a custodian first brought one set of keys, then another set of keys to try to find the master key the Tribune reported. Now listen carefully to what I'm about to say. He said, each time I tried a key, I was just praying, Dondo told the Tribune. However, ladies and gentlemen, here's the problem with that narrative. He was not trying to open the door to the classroom where Ramos was, like you might think, but another nearby classroom. Yeah. In this interview with the Tribune, Ardondo said police did not have the tactical ability to confront Ramos because the door was reinforced with steel jams. The Tribute... Tribune then states that Arredondo, this police chief guy, was eventually called by officers that said they found a key that could open the door. That key was then used to open the door and kill the shooter. Now, originally they said that Ramos had gone inside and locked the door and that the doors could be locked from the inside, but now that turns out not to be true. They say that information has since changed. So they say if the door was really unlocked, we could have saved people. But who doesn't try a door? Whenever I've been around a locked door and people are kind of hanging out trying to get it, people just randomly go up and try the door themselves, even though they know it's locked, even though they know they just saw other people try to do it. It's just a natural. Well, that never happened here. One teacher was alive when they pulled her out, but she died on the way to the hospital, etc., What were the failures? Were they communication failures, human error failures? Were they system failures? Anyway, the bottom line is all the conflicts in the story, all the hiding of evidence, all the breakdown in communications is just adding problems. According to the Express News, the source even said that officers had access to a crowbar-like tool called an alley bar, I think it is. Or no, let's see, what's this thing called? I'm not an expert at these um, tools. Is a crowbar like tool called a Halligan bar, I guess is what it's called a Halligan bar, which is used by firefighters and law enforcement officers for forced entry that could have been used to open the door. They had one, but they didn't use that either. Folks, you look at this thing and you just, the more you hear, the more you just go, what on earth is going on? And the answer, is this, they're covering stuff up. Now, I don't know really what's going on because I don't have all the facts, right? But I know this, what we're getting is just absolutely bogus information. And I believe we're getting intentional conflict so that we give up on the story and don't, don't pay attention because it's like, ah, here's just another whatever. Uh, and, and the people wear down because it's like, I can never get the truth. So I don't even know whatever that horrible thing over there in Texas, it was awful. U Valley, wow, full of conflict, full of cover-up, and people just throw up their hands and walk away. It's like, I can't do anything about it. That's what they want to happen, folks. Look, a lot of this subterfuge is bogus. Set aside all the, this was done, that was done. Wait a minute, this wasn't done, that wasn't done. Well, they did this, they didn't do this, they could have done that, they ought to have done that. Let's just take it for what it is. The bottom line is this. Somebody went crazy with a gun. No one's talking about psychotropic drugs like they need to be. Somebody went psychotic with a gun. Nobody's talking about God, family, and country like they need to be. Somebody went psychotic with a gun. Nobody's talking about whether there was government provocateurs involved with them or not. They ought to be. Right? See, we're missing all the real components of the story. And then the most important piece that we're missing of the story is, hey, you know what? A good guy with a gun finally stopped the criminal, stopped the shooter. Answer, if we had more good guys with guns sooner, we could have stopped the guy. Right? It's that simple of a narrative but no now they're shoving gun control down our throats and the senators including republicans are going along with it shame on them all for violating the constitution shame on them all for their dereliction of duty shame on them all shame on them all for their lack of understanding you trade your uh, security or your liberty for security and you'll wind up with neither wow and while that's all going on Joe Biden releases over a million illegals into the United States since taking office. Over a million, ladies and gentlemen. Airlines are continuing to cancel flights all across the country. They're blaming bad weather. They're blaming pilot shortages. Thousands of flights canceled over holiday shortages. Uh, It's now creating travel chaos. The problem is pretty soon you won't even be able to depend on the airlines. They've got so many cancellations of flights, so many changing of flights. I have a flight plan that was supposed to be straight through and they changed it. Now I have to be routed through another city out of control ladies and gentlemen all right quick pause i got a whole lot more news the network reviews to use to cover in mere seconds i am sam bushman and this is the one and only liberty roundtable live
2: this is a battle a battle between truth and deceit a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media it wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements
1: in fact. The EpicTimes.com
3: calling all patriots. Come meet a modern day hero, Tom Jones, on day 68 of his 76 marathons in 76 days on behalf of the American Village West. We'll be at the Liberty Hall in far west Utah on Friday evening, June 24th at 5 p.m. There will be free food and drinks. Who is Tom Jones? Loving Liberty's Sam Bushman interviewed him on day one in Alabama just moments before he began his first marathon. Get to know Tom at unitedwepledge.org.
2: In message 1, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8.44, gave the left evil, spiritual power, the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now, the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. Revelation 13.2 The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1 that behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note two, Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present-day end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21.
1: Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we're praying the power of love will save us all. That is the love of Jesus Christ. Solutions, baby. That's what this radio broadcast is all about. We talked about can Ron, meaning Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, can Ron beat Don, Donald Trump, if you will? Can Ron beat Don in 24? Or will Mitt Romney get the prize while they battle it out? Don says he can beat Ron. Ron hasn't even said he's running. Don hasn't confirmed he's running, but hints at it all the time. But Mitt Romney's waiting in the wings. Now, I'm not a fan of Mitt at all. I think he's our disgraced senator personally. The guy's liberal, votes for the Democrats all the time. He's extreme. Uh, literally so many horrible things have happened on his watch in Massachusetts and everywhere else that it's a sad tale to tell. Uh, I think he's a a, a a good person. I just think he's absolutely misguided. All right, the Pentagon finally admits that there were 46 us-funded bio labs in the ukraine did you hear me the pentagon finally admits that there was 46 us-funded bio labs in the ukraine now after months and months of denials not to mention claims of over and over and over again by fact checkers saying that it's absolutely false that it's fake news that it isn't true now the pentagon has finally admitted that yes The U.S. is helping fund and support biolabs in the Ukraine. Not a few of them, ladies and gentlemen. Forty-six biolabs that, uh, well, they said that these did not exist. They do exist, folks. The Pentagon now admits that we were right and they were wrong. How many times, ladies and gentlemen, do they peddle fake news and we call them out on it and eventually we're proven right? from COVID to conspiracy theories on money to that aren't theories at all. They're conspiracy fact. And sometimes the liberals who peddle their porn of, of fake news and lies, um, sometimes they come back and say, how did you know the truth? Or sometimes they come back and say, well, I guess you're right on this one. But they never really apologize. They never really give us the credit that we deserve and then they've spun the lie that we're the fake news ones all the time well ladies and gentlemen we're coming on the vote fraud issue now they've claimed there's been no vote fraud but i'm telling you that we're going to prove that there is americans need to get involved and push 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 for the truth desantis for example says the white house is lying about COVID shots for kids the governor says i'm not surprised the legacy media would amplify the lie. Art with this piece. And the bottom line is, Ron DeSantis simply said, look, there's not enough evidence that these vaccines work for kids. There's not evidence. There's not studies. There's not, okay, there's just not the data that we need. Now, we know that's a fact because Rand Paul quizzed down Anthony Fauci on the Senate floor And Fauci admitted there's no evidence that these vaccines work, but then said, hey, the risk is worth it. We got to do it. Well, now DeSantis and Rand Paul agree. And DeSantis says, we're not going to bring these drugs in with the state's money, with the state's involvement. We're just not doing it because the evidence is not there. Ron DeSantis leaving the only state to reject this. And Ron's then said, that's the story. However, You know what? If you want to get vaccinations, they're still available. You can order them. You can get them. You can administer them to your children. The state's not going to stand in your way, but the state's also not going to help you get them or back this or fund this. Well, Ron's completely right. However, the mainstream press attacked Ron and made it sound like Ron was saying your kids couldn't get the vaccines that he was against. That isn't true. Again, the government continues to lie. That's one lie about Ron DeSantis and about accessibility of vaccines in the great state of Florida. Now, this headline is equally riveting where fake news abounds. This COVID shot will be available when? Never. These drugs will not be manufactured. Again, WorldNet Daily with the story, folks. Health experts claimed that the Food and Drug Administration had fully approved the Pfizer, Inc., BioNTech, or whatever it is. Um, they call it the COVID-19 shot, and it's called commodity. I don't know. It's a weird, I don't know even how to say that thing. Anyway, and they say that was the one that was approved. But the drug company has now revealed that they simply will not have that approved drug available at all, Ever you say, what? That's right. They've been lying to you and pretending that you're buying the legal approved drug, but you're not. Go look at the labels. They'll never even release the other one. As Liberty Council has stated from the beginning, and we at Liberty Roundtable Live have stated this from the beginning as well, there is no FDA COVID shot approved available. There is no FDA approved COVID shot available at all. All COVID shots are in emergency use authorization, which means people have the right to refuse them, the legal team explained. That is a fact that wrapped out or wrapped up, I should say, hour one of the broadcast yesterday. Man, we talked about a lot of stuff, and I'm just getting started. Hour two, Hillary Clinton is refusing to back down from the claim that she fairly won the election, but she was... <clears throat> Well, her losses in two key states were due to Republican voter suppression. Yeah, Clinton failed to provide any evidence for her claims, obviously. But you know what? Now she's making allegations of vote fraud. So when they tell you that the Republican right-wing or right extremist uh, conspiracy regarding vote fraud, well, what about Hillary's claims of vote fraud? Is she in the right-wing extreme conspiracy, too? Or is there a left-wing allegation of voter fraud? And is she involved in conspiracy theories? Or maybe her allegations of vote fraud and our allegations of vote fraud are all true. Whoa, wait a minute. That would mean we would have a strange, I don't dare say bedfellow, we'd have a strange ally in this, would we not? Hillary would be claiming vote fraud and so would we. Different reasons, different side of the discussion maybe, but maybe her claims are true too. You want to know what I say? Here's what I say. Let's investigate them all. Shall we? Let's take Hillary Clinton seriously. Let's see if she wants to collaborate and attend our press conference on vote fraud. Shall we? <laughs> what if we let Hillary get on there and tell everybody there's vote fraud going on? And the Republicans caused it. Should we, should we do that, ladies and gentlemen? Anyway, I find that fascinating. Second hour, though, we were simulcasting with a Sheriff Mac show and Liberty Roundtable Live. We had some incredible guests on. We had two ladies from the Olympic state of Utah, two mothers. Jennifer Orton's one of them. Sophie Anderson's the other. And they have put up an amazing fight, ladies and gentlemen, for records. In Utah, fighting evil, exposing corruption. TwoRedPills.org is their website. We also had on Utah Representative Phil Lyman. Uh, He's a CPA, and um, he's also uh, a congressman in the state of Utah, so a state congressman. And Phil Lyman of Blanding, Utah, introduced a a bill, HB 371, that would return voting to in-person paper ballot voting. And it would place strict requirements on absentee ballots. We ought to do that yesterday. Good for Phil. But it got soundly rejected. We should make everyone who rejected that pay at the polls by they're not elected next term. But see, the American people don't know all this happened. Most information is kept from the American people by the media propagandists, right? GOP state lawmaker Phil Lyman, who is sponsoring sponsoring another bill, listen, that would implement regular audits of elections, said that his concerns go beyond the 2020 election and include funding for electronic systems where voting and voter registration is housed. He wants answers. So Phil's doing a great job, and he's working with these two moms, two Utah moms file records requests on election records. The state lieutenant governor finds out, tips off reporters to go against them, blocks them from access, and calls the feds, Gateway Pundit for the news details. Yeah, Jen, one of the ladies filed grandma requests, which are similar to FOIA requests on the national level, with all 29 counties in the state of Utah. She wants to secure those records before they were deleted. She asked for all kinds of details that are common in audits, okay? Um. She asked for what are called ballot images, cast vote records, tabulator data, drop uh, box videos, and a copy of the project backup database. All of these requests are contained in private voter information audits, folks, okay? These are standard requests But nothing but a stone wall. You got to ask why. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds.
0: Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with
4: Lance Pride.
5: A powerful earthquake that struck Afghanistan Wednesday killed roughly a thousand souls and wounded many more. The magnitude 5.9 quake struck some 27 miles from the city of coast in eastern Afghanistan near the Pakistani border. For the first time in nearly 30 years, gun control for law-abiding citizens could take place in a Senate vote by the end of the week. A bipartisan group of lawmakers reached an agreement on gun control legislation. The 80-page bill includes measures to tighten background checks on younger people, more background checks, and temporary removal of weapons from those the government considers a danger to others or themselves. The city of Brooklyn Center has agreed to pay $3.25 million in a settlement to the family of 20-year-old Dante Wright, fatally shot by a police officer during a traffic stop and ensuing fight for several minutes. USA Radio News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well The primary season continued Tuesday with more elections in Alabama, Georgia, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. In Alabama, Katie Britt, who was endorsed by President Trump, will defeat Representative Mo Brooks in the GOP Senate runoff election. At the center of events of January 6, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser wins the Democrat primary in a run for a third term. Disgraced actor Bill Cosby has been found guilty in another misconduct civil case.
0: A California jury found that Bill Cosby sexually abused a 16-year-old girl at the Playboy Mansion in 1975, awarding the victim a half million dollars. The jury found that the disgraced comedian and actor intentionally caused harmful sexual contact with Judy Huff, that he reasonably believed she was under 18, and that his conduct was driven by unnatural or abnormal sexual interest of a minor who is now 64 years old, described her seven-year legal fight as torture. A spokesman for Cosby says they will appeal. For USA Radio
5: News, I'm Kenneth Burns in New York. USA Radio News.
1: All right, we're talking about the recap of yesterday's show. There's a lot we covered, I'm telling you right now, and I keep diverting from the real discussion, so it's taking a long time here. But it's worth it, because we're covering some vital stuff. So we're talking about these two incredible ladies from Utah that are taking on elections, big-time requesting records. They're being shut down. They're being intimidated, monitored, threatened. The list goes on and on. And my question to you is, why? Answer, because I'm sure there's (laughs) problems with the elections. Now, one of the things that they've discovered, Alex Newman reported on this in his report called the Sentinel Report. Alex Newman doing a great job. He does a lot of stuff, reporter for the Epic Times, reporter for the John Birch Society. I mean, the guy's just a a stand-up guy, Alex Newman, great friend, does a wonderful job. Praises go out to him. But he interviewed these two ladies. And in the interview, they discovered that even ESS machines have— Modems documents show. So they lied to us and they said, "Well, listen, there's no modems in the voting machines. They can't be connected to the internet. It's impossible." Now we find out that's a lie. A lot of the modem, a lot of the machines were shipped with modems. Now evidence shows. Yeah, FOIA requests are getting evidence, and then they say, "Well, yes, the machines had modems, but they weren't connected to the internet." Now, and my response is, "Hold on a minute now." We don't know that's true. Wait a minute, they lied in the first place saying there was no modems. They're probably lying about whether they were connected to the internet. You see how this vote fraud just continues to grow legs the more we dig in? Everything they told us isn't true. And everything we said was true. They said, no, you're a conspiracy nut, you're lying. And now the evidence comes out, there were modems in the machines. Okay, same thing with this scenario about the COVID stuff. They promised they'd have a released approved vaccination everybody's believing that they're getting the approved one because it was approved a while ago, right? Wrong. They never gave you the approved one. They first said, well, listen, it's inventory issues. We got to get rid of the, uh, the big backlog. It's expensive to make these vaccines. We got to get rid of the big backlog of the, the experimental kind before we go to the real. No, now we find out they're not even going to release the real vaccine. The one that was approved. It's not even on the market and never will be. And then see, when we bring this up, they say, you're lying. You're involved in a conspiracy theory. You're peddling fake news. And it turns out they are. And we see this over and over and over. Let me give you another example. They want you to believe the Capitol riots were a big old insurrection by the masses. Anybody who even thought about backing Donald Trump is somehow guilty, even people who weren't there. I'll get to this next hour, but there's an article written about me big time suggesting that I'm involved in the January 6th issue to some degree. Uh, not true, flat-out lie, but there you have it. That's how they roll, right? Well, anyway, now we find out again. I told you there was provocateurs there. I told you that, you know, Ray Epps, and, you know, we reported on this Revolver magazine story, and we reported on Congress when they asked about this Ray Epps character, and we see video and everything else where they're breaching the Capitol. And none of those people are even being sought after. But yet a lot of Americans are in trouble. Like Simone Gold, one of the leaders of Frontline Doctors, Literally pleading guilty now, because I'm sure she was threatened to go to jail for a very long time uh, if she didn't. uh, Serving two months now, because what did she do? She went to the Capitol and gave a speech, by golly. How dare you go in the Capitol and give a speech? Never mind Joe Biden went into the Capitol. Yeah, but Joe Biden wasn't trying to commit an insurrection. He just wound up there. Okay, whatever. Now we're getting into conspiracy theories, right? But here's the deal. Police report now. Proves plainclothes electronics surveillance unit members were embedded among the January 6th protesters. Yeah, so when they tell you that they don't know what was going on there, they're lying to you. They had surveillance unit members embedded in the mayhem. Now, folks, we talked about that all on the Sheriff Mac Show, which was simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live, second hour yesterday. You want the audio, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net gets that done. You want hour two, you can do that on the audio, just like I told you, or add Brideon Radio to that. Uh, or the TV show is available at brideion.com, and you can download the TV version. And you can see Sam Bushman and Sheriff Mack and Phil Lyman and these two lovely ladies, Jen and Sophie, all on your TV, breaking it down just for you. Speaking of breaking it down just for you, that's a recap of the broadcast that took place yesterday. Sorry it took me so long to get there, right? Now you say, Sam, is there really vote fraud? I mean, I hear conspiracies about it all the time. and I, You know, who's doubling down on vote fraud and who isn't? Well, more and more people are doubling down on vote fraud. Here's Rand Paul to make the point. Well, we can't just say it didn't happen. We can't just say, oh, 4,000 people voted in Nevada
6: that were non-citizens, and we're just going to ignore it. We're going to sweep it under the rug and say, oh, the courts have decided the facts. The courts have not decided the facts. The courts never looked at the facts. The courts don't like elections, and so they stayed out of it by finding an excuse. But the fraud happened. The election in many ways was stolen. And the only way it will be fixed is by, in the future, reinforcing the laws.
1: I agree with Rand on that, but I would say we need more than just reinforcing the laws. Uh, We need to go back to paper ballots if you really want to solve it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the only real way to solve it, folks. That's really a fact. There is no other real way to solve it that I know of than to go back to paper ballots. And I was on a radio or a TV program uh, just recently with a gentleman from Canada Uh, And I bring this up because we talked about this vote fraud in detail. And one of the things that the host asked me is, Sam, how do we fix this stuff? Really, how do we fix this stuff? Well, my response to that is very simple. It's very simple how we deal with it going forward. The only answer is to return to paper ballots. And then the only answer is to add all kinds of checks and balances to the paper ballots reject state voting reject county voting that circumvents all the local municipality precincts go back to the precincts that's the smallest division of the vote count if you will that was done on purpose ladies and gentlemen and the average precinct in america has around 800 to a thousand um registered voters in that district that vote so now you're talking about count it by a 1,000. 1,000 a is your top number. If you get five vote counters with 1,000 votes, and then you get, say, you know what, seven or whatever watchers, eight watchers. So you got five counters and eight watchers, or five counters and six watchers. So you got an odd number. Then you can have everyone watch the count. And you've got literally 200 votes for each person to count. And if you have the vote counters, swear to the vote number at the end by the by the penalty of perjury, or under penalty of perjury is what I should say. Uh, and then you have that videotaped. And you have that streamed online so the average Joe can be part of it as well. So now you got many vote counters. Several in the room that are swearing under penalty of perjury and others that are just watching it go down. And you have the whole thing on surveillance video. So you got a big camera that pans the room. A wide-angle camera so it sees the whole room. And then you have a top-down view camera so everybody can see the ballot. And if there's a dispute, it needs to be resolved on the spot. And remember that on the spot we'll have video. It'll have video of the room and it'll have video of the ballot straight down look at it. That'll also be broadcast online. And then you could have uh, honest elections, paper ballots, videoed the event for replay if necessary. Literally everybody certified before they leave the room that the ballot count is accurate. Under penalty of perjury. Stream it online, archive the video, archive the paper ballots so that they must match. If there's a ballot in dispute, let's discuss it openly right now. What's the problem? Can you not read it? What's the problem? Is it using the same Social Security number on multiple ballots? Uh, What's the problem? Um, And we dig in and we find out. Look, there's ways to solve this. But as long as we have electronic machines with those who want to, uh, in my opinion, cheat in elections, you'll never solve it. The computers are too complicated, too complex. It's too easy to cheat. The temptation is too great. Voter fraud happened, says Rand Paul, and the election was in many ways stolen. He's right as rain on that, ladies and gentlemen. He's absolutely right as rain. It's really important to understand that. So, you know, Mike Lee has indicated that the elections weren't completely accurate either. He's not as bold about it as Rand Paul because some people say, well, the president's not legitimate. And uh, Mike Lee says, oh, yes, he is. Just because there's vote fraud, that doesn't mean that the election or just because there was illegal activity, that doesn't mean that the president's not legitimate. And this is where I'm not here to attack Mike Lee at all. This is where, you know what, we can have differing opinions. I believe it was vote fraud, and I believe it may have changed the outcome of the presidency. But it's 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 illegal activity is what I'm most concerned about. But Mike Lee doesn't believe that the president's illegitimate because of it. He has every right to his opinion on that, and I have the right to my opinion. How'd the you? The
0: spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. The award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Rand Paul, quote, voter fraud happened, and the election was in many ways stolen, and we can't just sweep it under the rug or ignore it. Amen, Rand. You're spot on. I agree. Maybe you can come to our press conference and tell the tale of liberty and see what we can do about it, huh? All right. Um, I have mentioned that there's going to be a civil war in America, and I don't want one, but I see things all leading up to one. Again, when Americans completely feel disenfranchised at all levels, courts, Congress, everywhere, uh, eventually they will act out. The suppressed will eventually get frustrated enough to cause a problem. Now, I'm trying to head that off. That's why we focus on election fraud, because we want the truth to come out. We want people to feel a redress of grievance. We want people to be able to go to church and do all these things and not have their rights violated. We want due process and all these wonderful things. Well, anyway. Um, I've been criticized for bringing up that we might be going to a civil war. The liberals I mentioned uh, from this economic or I'm sorry, this uh, education research group, this whacked out gentleman, which we'll get to next hour, wrote an article on me last week. And I think it was last Saturday, or the Saturday before uh, I went off in detail and covered that article and explained uh, how dishonest this guy was about who I am and what I do and all that kind of stuff. Well, it gets worse. Next hour, he wrote another article, and I'll drill into that with you as well. But I want to set the stage with that right now. So a headline says, quote, Troubling prediction, civil war in the U.S. If Republicans do this one thing, writes Art Moore for WND.com. Troubling prediction, civil war in U.S. If Republicans do this one thing. Art Moore is the headline. Now, the headline says, Congressman predicts civil war if Republicans take control. Yeah, a liberal congressman predicts civil war if Republicans, what, get elected then? Take control? Is that what that means? Right. And that's the problem here. Am I predicting this like I believe in it, that I want it? No. Am I predicting it because these liberal people are saying that's what they're going to do? They say, when it comes to black and brown people, our lives are in the balance, they say. A Republican takeover in the House in November would embolden far-right extremists and white nationalists who have been pushing for civil war. Contends a member of the chamber's, quote, far-left squad. Representative Jamal Bowman, I guess he's a Democrat of New York, said this in an interview on MSNBC's The Cross Connection with Tiffany Cross, okay? They say if the Republicans get the majority, they will shut down the January 6th probe. They will jettison or shut down the committee's findings, and they will impeach Biden as quick as possible, and they will push to impeach him going forward. It would also embolden Republicans and the far right and white nationalists across the country to believe it's not only time for them to take power in the House, but the Senate as well, the White House and state houses across the country, he asserted. Representative Jamal Bowman, Democrat of New York. We've got to understand that this is a group that has been radicalized by the, quote, great replacement myth and many other things. These people have been pushing for violence and pushing for war. Even civil war, he said, That so that's what's at stake now when it comes to this upcoming election in 2022. Our democracy is hanging by a thread, Bowman added. And black and brown people, our lives are in the balance if these people come back into power. So you got to ask the question, will there be civil war if Republicans take control of the House? That's a fair question, isn't it? But remember, so now what you've got is you've got a liberal Democrat from New York congressman bringing up the same claims I'm bringing up. The problem is he has a different view. See, I believe we're going to have a civil war because nobody has a redress of grievances. Americans who want the rule of law in America can't get it. The border leaks like a sieve. There's not honest elections. I can go on. And the conservatives are getting sick of it. He says there's going to be a civil war because the conservatives are going to ruin everything. And they're going to attack anybody who's not white. The white supremacists, it's their heyday. And because it's, it's their day now, uh, that, you know what, we're going to have a civil war. So we have completely different reasons for saying there may be a civil war. We pray there's not one. Um, but all I can say is this. He's highlighting one side, we're highlighting the other. But we're both making the case that this is getting way worse than we want it to. Troubling predictions, civil war in the U.S. If Republicans take control. Will there be civil war if the Republicans take control of the U.S. House? Well, let me tell you some of the statistics behind this to kind of drill it in for you a little bit or dial it in, whatever word you want to use, right? The New York Post cited an April survey by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, I don't agree with them at all, but again, this is where the liberals go for information and guidance. But listen to this. The New York Post cited an April survey by the Southern Poverty Law Center that found that 44% of Americans, 44% of Americans, believe the U.S. seems headed towards a civil war in the near future. 44% believe this. So it's not just a right-wing extremist talk show host like Sam Bushman that's leading everybody there. That's a lie. I'm highlighting that we're getting there fast because the people are so divided on every fault line. And to prove that I'm not advocating for civil war that I'm warning against it and doing everything I can to avert it, go look at callforcivility.com to see my web page on the topic. The idea that I'm calling for it or wanting it is bogus. But they say the poll of 1 or I'm sorry, of 1500 Americans found that 53% of republicans agree the U.S. is headed towards civil war, and even 39% of Democrats believe that. So this just isn't some whacked-out idea that I came up with or anything. It isn't true. So I use this to set the stage for the discussion because they want you to believe that I'm somehow causing a problem or I'm somehow advocating for this. And I respond, look at my callforcivility.com website, it's an effort to highlight this. I wrote an article back in 2015 about this even, or maybe it was 2016. Either way, it was a long time ago, five years at least ago, probably more, six or seven, where I literally highlighted that, look, we're divided under every fault line possible, and we've got to stop. We've got to step back. We've got to start with civility, and we've got to treat each other with dignity and respect. we got to be able to talk. We've got to be able to converse. We've got to be able to let people kind of have... We all want the same things, to be, you know, free, to be left alone, to have peace and safety for our family. We all want that. But somehow we're hurtling towards this civil war idea because every fault line is exploited by the mainstream press, highlighted, and the divide and conquer tactics of those who would like to destroy America are evident. And we seem to be unwilling or incapable, not sure at this point, um of averting this we just hurtle down this road towards greater division at every moment and so this congressman is bringing up something that uh, i believe is really worth discussing troubling prediction civil war in the us right that's a scary thing that's a thing that i want no part of i want no part of that folks How about you, right? Troubling prediction. Civil war in the U.S. Are you comfortable with that? Well, this is a, I I, I don't know what you call the guy. This is an extreme Democrat saying this. I'm saying this. We have different reasons for it, right? But nevertheless, we're both saying this is a very big concern, and we're both, at least, I'm hoping, he's trying to avert it as well. So I don't think this guy is a great Democrat. I'm just telling you, when he's right on something, let's not attack him. This is the civility that I'm talking about. Let's say, you know what? He's right about the divide. How do we, in America, avoid this troubling prediction? Civil war in the U.S. Congressman predicts civil war if Republicans take control. All right, now, I bring all this up because he thinks that the white supremacists are going to get him. All people of color are in jeopardy if if we take over. Well, I don't know what we means because I'm not even a Republican. Okay, so he can't be including me. Um, He also says that our democracy will be ruined. We don't have a democracy, sir. We just don't. If you don't believe me, pledge allegiance to the flag sometime and you won't hear the word democracy, but you will hear to the republic. We have a republic, sir. And I know that you say, Sam, that's just semantics. And no, it's not. Words mean things. Things matter. You can't just pretend. You can't lie. Okay, we have a constitutional republic. The founding fathers, when asked what kind of government we had, said, you have a republic if you can keep it, highlighting our responsibility in the checks and balances that a republic affords that a democracy does not, right? That's the fundamental issue. So I disagree with this gentleman on a variety of points, okay? He believes that the the Republicans will just destroy everything. We believe the Democrats will destroy everything. Well, I believe the Republicans and Democrats will destroy everything if you let them. It's all the deep state versus us discussion. But the reason that I focus on this before next hour is because I don't think there will be civil war if the Republicans take control of the U.S. House. No, I don't. However, I do believe this troubling prediction has merit. I do believe we're kind of, um, what's the word I want to use for this? I do believe we're hurtling towards this divide. And if we get to the point where we cannot communicate and the divide gets great enough, we'll have real trouble. So I pray that we don't have a civil war. But next hour, I'll show you the attacks that I'm getting in detail to just show you how dishonest and immoral and unfair and wrong they are. All right, before the end of the hour, a Giles County Sheriff's Department in Tennessee is warning the public against picking up folded dollar bills that you might see on the sidewalk or the street. They're saying, don't pick them up, folks. If you see folded money, folded dollar bills on the ground, don't pick it up. Why? Because they say a possible fentanyl and methamphetamine exposure. So they're saying, hey, you know what, this is dangerous, these drugs are all over, and oftentimes, um, either a drug addict might have you know, dropped this money and it's got uh, fentanyl, um, whatever, exposure or whatever, or it might be that somebody's done it on purpose. Either way, they've found instances where this money's on the ground and then it has this, um, I don't know what you wanna call it, potential or exposure, methamphetamine and fentanyl. So don't pick up this money. That's their warning. Just thought I'd bring that to your attention. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the World Health Organization officials are going to meet because they believe that monkeypox, the term is racist. They got to meet to change the name and then to evaluate the international outbreak of the monkeypox and determine whether it should be a global emergency or what. These people are unhinged. Wow. Hour one in the can. Hour two coming up. God save the Republic of the United States of America.
0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. This is the broadcast for June 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2022. Second hour, hard-hitting talk continues. The goal to promote God, family, and country and protect life, liberty, and property front and center. Center stage, if you will. A summary of last hour. We talked about Rand Paul saying voter fraud's real. We talked about a troubling prediction. They say civil war might come in America. That's the liberals. An extreme New York congressman said that. I'm saying that. We're saying it for completely different reasons, but Americans, according to all kinds of polls, are believing that, hey, we might have a civil war in America, man. The divides are too great. Some are saying, will there be civil war? If Republicans take control of the U.S. House? My answer, I don't think so. Not something that simple. But you know what? There might be civil war. If we continue to let the divides continue in America, it won't be one specific singular issue. But the disagreement on facts relating to everything will be at the core of this, okay? So I say there's no such thing as this critical race theory. It's bogus racist teaching. They say it's essential because you're a white person. Of course you don't understand it. You're fundamentally a racist. So the debate is they claim I'm a racist and that I'm so ignorant of my racism. It's so systemic, so ingrained, I don't even notice it. Well, how are you going to win an argument like that? They claim the facts are with them. I claim the facts are with me. It's kind of like, does God exist? Uh, the naysayers uh, say no. The faith folks say yes. But you can't prove it either way. So, how do you deal with facts? We have so many fundamental divides about gender. I say there's two genders male and female. God created them. Science backs that reality check. They say you're so crazy, you're peddling fake news. I say, show me the facts. They say you're a hater, you're evil, you hate us. I say, no, I don't hate you. They know I don't, but now they have got me off the base, off the discussion points. Well, anyway, it just goes on and on and on like that. And this divide is gonna cause problems. Hey, there's election fraud. No, there's not, you're a nut. Hey, there's climate change. No, there's not, oh, you're a nut. Every fault line they can find. And the fault lines are gaining, not only in divisionary polarization effects, But in terms of the number of things, pretty soon we won't be able to agree on anything. We won't even be able to talk about anything. Red states, blue states, Republicans, Democrats, right, left, transgender, whatever, gay, straight, uh, male, female. Uh, None of these things we can agree on. And you can't have a nation that doesn't have a set of moral codes. That's the problem. And so I believe we're headed towards a civil war because of those things. At some point, the, the talking will stop. When the talking stops and the fi- civility is jettisoned, what's next? We've already seen over the last several years violence in the streets every summer. Pray it doesn't happen this year. We've got to back away. we got to have a clarion call for civility. we got to stand for something. If we don't stand for something, we'll be in the middle of the road getting hit by dr- uh, traffic going both directions with ind- indecision. we got to double down and stand for something in the culture war we got to say, you know what, I disagree with you on gender. You believe gender is fluid. You believe there's many, many, you know, genders. The, the binary should be gone. I don't believe that. I believe in God's law, male and female created them. Now we have this divide. We just disagree on the facts. The problem is when somebody wants to push or force their will on another. Right? Anyway, I digress. But there you have it. We discussed that last hour in quite detail. This hour, turns out that Elon Musk continues to work on buying Twitter. Time will tell if he's successful. I don't believe Elon Musk is a good guy. I believe he's a socialist. Most of his money has been made by partnering with government, stealing my tax dollars for his agendas of of always the inventor. Uh, One of the richest men in the world, ladies and gentlemen. But Elon Musk now said that he is leaning towards voting for... Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for president in the 2024 election and that he believes a red wave isn't coming in 2022. Well, that's great. I appreciate that he thinks that. Uh, and I think Ron DeSantis, compared to a lot of people, would be good to vote for. But the problem is Ron's not even running yet. Uh, many of the people that I talk to say Ron probably won't run in 2024. There's no point in challenging Trump. There's no point creating a showdown in the Republican Party. Uh, Let Ron run in 28 or whatever, 32 or whatever it be, and Ron can just be patient. I don't know what will happen with any of these people. I don't even know if Donald Trump will run again. Everybody else says, you know he will, Sam, that's just what he does. I don't know about that. Let me explain something that you need to know about Donald Trump. He will float everything. And he'll vet the possibilities of things when he's, when he's got these trial balloons out. He'll say something crazy and then watch the trial balloons. And if it's not going to fly, he'll back away from it. Trump, whether you like or dislike him, is very, very very savvy and calculating. And I don't mean he's an evil guy. I just mean that he's wise enough to learn. You don't just do something because the repercussions could be so brutal and so swift. You don't want to do that. What you want to do is float trial balloons and really see. So Donald Trump hasn't decided if he's going to run or not some say oh he already has sam i know he has no you don't we don't have an announcement of any kind he at the last minute could change his mind what would make trump change his mind if he believes that he can't win he might not run so i don't know what will happen with all this my whole point though is that elon musk thinks that ron DeSantis is the guy at least he's toying with that idea and he believes there'll be a red surge A red wave is what he's calling it in 2022. Is there a red wave? Well, whether there is or not, I just find that even when the red wave happens and the Republicans get in office, what you have is a few deep state Republicans that control the whole thing. And they shut down any real conservative Republicans, any real conservative constitutionalists. They're all shut down. Look at Rand Paul. Look at Mike Lee. Look at a few others. They're the best we've got, right? But these guys can't move the needle on any topic. They can have great conversations, and they can stand up for our cause, and we applaud when they do, and I commend them for their efforts. I'm not down in their efforts. I'm just saying it's not enough mojo to move the needle. For example, Rand Paul has been proving Anthony Fauci a flat-out dishonest liar, proven that he's taken big, big money, millions and millions and millions of dollars of conflict of interest money and patents and everything else, proven him to be a liar on multiple occasions, on multiple topics, but yet, you know what? We're not any closer to getting rid of Anthony Fauci than we were under Donald Trump. Donald Trump might have complained about Fauci, but he loved him. He didn't get rid of him like he could have. In fact, he fast-tracked vaccines. Operation Warp Speed with Anthony. Hand in hand with Anthony, Donald Trump did this. And now uh, Joe Biden carrying out the same plan. So I appreciate that Rand Paul points out the truth with regards to Anthony Fauci. But it's not enough to move the needle, is it? See, I don't think so. It's not. It's not at all. Anyway, I'm not downing Rand Paul. I'm just highlighting we've got to have more people involved here if we want to move the needle towards our goal line. We just do. All right, so this whacked out article was written about me. Let's get straight to it. The guy is named Chuck Tanner. Chuck Tanner. And Chuck Tanner works for this group, this education group. And I believe that what we said is accurate because he quotes a lot of it because he's listening to our radio shows. He's got some transcribing utility or tool. He transcribes the text. He listens to what we say, reads what we say, quote what we say in his articles, et cetera. So what we say is true, but the context is where in my opinion, he spins a dishonest, dark narrative. All right? So here's the headline. CSPOA Allied Sheriff calls for electoral fraud task force Chuck Tanner. Now, the problem that I have is the whole headline is really dishonest, Chuck. Chuck. And you know it is, okay? CSPOA Allied Sheriff, that makes it sound like it's a military thing. Okay, we're not in the military, sir. We're private citizens, okay? Let's get that very clear to you. We're not in the military. We're private citizens. And even the sheriff and elected officials are elected civilian servants of the public, okay? So don't say Allied CSPOA Sheriff. You're making it sound all militant when you know that it's not. Calls for electoral fraud task force. Now, that's true. We are calling for that, sir. That's factual. But what's not factual is the context. Let me dig into the article to make the point. He talks about Barry, Michigan, or Barry County, Michigan Sheriff Darleef, who says militia may be necessary if redress of grievance not achieved. All right, now, again, that's a little bit inaccurate, okay? And the reason that I say it's a little bit inaccurate is because, yes, Darleaf did say something to that effect. But this article makes it sound like Sheriff Darleaf literally called out the militia or said that that's the next step. No one said that. That isn't accurate. What Darleep was pointing to is I had highlighted look, there's nowhere people can go for a redress of grievances anymore. There's nowhere we can go, folks. They shut us down in the courts, they shut us down at Congress. You can't even call and talk to your congressman if you want me to prove the point to you. If you try to get a hold of your sheriff in most cases, you can't get a hold of anybody to prove the point. There's no redress of grievance. And so we said that at some point, if we can't resolve this in any way, eventually we'll need to do something else. What would be the next level? I'll talk about it. But I believe this is out of context. We'll talk about it in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live.
3: Calling all patriots, come meet a modern-day hero Tom Jones on day 68 of his 76 marathons in 76 days on behalf of the American Village West. We'll be at the Liberty Hall in Far West Utah on Friday evening, June 24th at 5 p.m. There will be free food and drinks. Who is Tom Jones? Loving Liberty's Sam Bushman interviewed him on day one in Alabama, just moments before he began his first marathon. Get to know Tom at UnitedWePledge.org.
6: So, uh, you two are real actors, huh?
3: Well, I was an extra on a soap opera for three years.
6: And I'm best known for starring in cat food commercials. Mm. Meow.
3: <laughs> and you're going to play our parents for how long? Oh, just during dinner for the next few years, probably until you're both off to college. Your real parents will be back every night at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock?
4: Hey, okay, your dad's
0: busy. He's got work, softball, client yeah. functions. Yeah, and
3: your mom, she's got the literary club and play rehearsals. Uh,
0: don't you worry, they'll be back on time.
3: Otherwise, we get time Dime and, and
0: half. a half. ka <laughs> <laughs> Okay, according to the script, we're supposed to asked you how your day was
6: yes um okay i guess
0: oh is that the best you can do
6: i think i want my real parents i don't see that in the script
0: no ad-libbing
4: please there's no substitute for a loving parent and when you're really there you'll know how much you care from the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints for more tips on strengthening your family visit family.mormon.org
1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen there's the problem this Chuck Tanner guy is a you're a part of the dishonest media you're part of the dishonest media sir and you're a sleazy reporter okay a sleazy reporter I want to say it again because you know what you're not being honest. At all. So we challenge you to a debate on air live, Chuck. We challenge you to an on air debate of the facts. Now you say, Sam, wait a minute. You were just talking about civility and being kind. And now you're going after this guy. No, I'm not going after this guy. He has every right to his opinion. He has every right to believe differently than me. And we can be peaceful and genuinely kind about that. But you know what? I have every right to set the record straight as well, okay? And that's really where the rubber kind of meets the road here. So they say that a Michigan sheriff under investigation for his efforts to investigate election fraud. Now, let me ask you this question. You decide who's right, Chuck or me on this point. So Chuck says that Darleaf is under investigation. Why? Because he's investigating vote fraud. Well, you're talking about a legitimate sitting sheriff. He has every right and the authority to investigate vote fraud if he believes the law is being broken within his county, within his jurisdiction. So why is he being investigated for investigating this? But the point that Chuck is making is, look, this guy's already under investigation. What that does when you say that, if you're not careful in the way you write it, It makes it seem like somehow the sheriff is wrong and those who are investigating are right. But they say then this sheriff that's under investigation, see, that's kind of a dishonest narrative because we could say, well, wait a minute, all the election officials and the whole state of Michigan is under investigation too. But see, Chuck didn't highlight that. See how it's one way, one manipulated way. They're all investigating each other, aren't they? Yeah, so to highlight one side and not the other is dishonest, Chuck. That's where you're a sleazy reporter. Has called for a creative or for creating a sheriff's task force to investigate vote fraud or such allegations in the state. Now, what's wrong with the sheriff saying that we would like to get a task force to investigate vote fraud? What's wrong with assembling a team for that purpose as the sheriff? Nothing. But when you say a sheriff under investigation is putting together a task force and he's an al- he's an allied sheriff there, see what you're painting this picture? Then Chuck lies again and says this, that Darleaf is explaining that he would like the far-right Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA, to handle money for the project now that's true he did say could the CSPOA help with the money he said my staff is overwhelmed uh, and we don't have the ability to handle this money and so we'd like the CSPOA to kind of help fund a task force like this so that it would stay outside of the sheriff's department uh, and so that he wouldn't have to draw on his citizens money for this investigation now I get it I understand what Darleaf is saying But what this guy's trying to do is say that Darleaf is asking the far right CSPOA to do all these things. Wait a minute. If we're talking about what Darleaf said, he didn't call us a far right organization. When he asked us, he didn't say, can the far right please do this? That's the narrative from Chuck, this dishonest, sleazy reporter, adding far right organization there. They say then Barry County Sheriff Darleaf also indicated that the militia may be necessary if his project does not achieve a redress of grievance. And that's not exactly right. That's partially right, but not exactly. See, because he didn't just say, oh, if we don't get our way with this or that, that we need to bring out the militia. He just simply said, if there's never a redress of grievance and we can't get it done any other way, eventually that might be the case. And that's exactly my point. We might end up in a civil war. That doesn't mean we're calling for that or wanting that at all. And that's the dishonesty here. He knows that we don't want that. He knows the sheriff's not really calling for the militia to come out. We're just telling you that at some point, if you look at the Declaration of Independence, at some point they had to deal with King George in a more escalated way because King George wouldn't quit. Will our government officials quit taking advantage of committing election fraud, doing all these things? If they will, then great. We can peacefully back off. Now, they say Sheriff's Leafs call to action. Again, a little bit of a dishonest narrative because they say came in a June 14th interview on the Sheriff Mack Show. And the CSPOA is... um, talk show or whatever you want to say, TV show, the Sheriff Max Show is co-hosted by none other than me, Sam Bushman. Leaf confirmed that he was under investigation by state authorities and that his own investigation is ongoing, describing I've got one detective assigned to it. I've got a big caseload. Anyway, so that's what Leaf said. But the problem with that narrative is He said, I hope we have enough sheriffs to start and do a task force here in Michigan. But so now they're saying Darleaf confirms that he's under investigation. But are the mainstream press going to highlight that all these other people in Michigan are under investigation too? The election commission all the way to the governor? Is the chucks of the world reporters, are they going to tell you that, hey, how many people are under investigation? The whole state of, of Arizona is under investigation. The whole state of Georgia is under investigation, right? All these election officials are under investigation. There's been court cases brought by Donald Trump, Mike Lindell, all these people. You can say, oh, well, they've all amounted to be nothing. That's not true either. As Rand Paul wisely pointed out, look, the courts haven't even looked at this stuff. Congress never really dug into it like they were supposed to, right? So don't make it sound like there's a call to action. And that Darleaf is calling out the militia. It's not even close to true. And don't make it sound like Darleaf is under investigation, but all these other guys are squeaky clean. Look, he investigated them, and they don't like it. So now they turned and, and just launched an investigation against him. That's all that's happened. But the narrative is dishonest. It makes it seem like Dar knows he's in trouble. Wow. Well, Richard Mack then responded to Darleaf on the program and said, Are you saying that the sheriffs in Michigan are trying? To form a task force? Or are you asking us to form a task force? The following exchange ensued, he says. Kind of strange words. I don't know that it ensued, uh, but the following exchange happened, yes. Leaf, I'm asking for it, meaning for investigations in a task force. And there are some that I think are willing. And then again, you talk about funding and manpower. That's our biggest issue. Anyway, he says, I've got one county. They're trying to work on this task force. They're trying to work on the funding that we need to investigate. But Mac says, That's Richard. Let's talk about the funding right there. That's where Sam Bushman, myself, jumps in. Now, listen carefully, because this is where the dishonesty comes in. I say this Sam Bushman, quote, in my mind, this is where the sheriff's posse comes in. Sheriff Mac. Mac said it could, you know. Sheriff Joe Arpaio obviously had some good investigators. And Sheriff Leaf knows he can create an posse and can drop on them. But oftentimes, posse members with the talents necessary for these investigations are just are not available for free or volunteers, and we may not be able to get the top-notch investigators. So then we say, Sheriff Leaf, you agree that we don't want to put the money straight to the sheriff's office, but we want to go to the CSPOA, correct? Leaf said yes. Because otherwise, I got to have somebody else, another person, manage all the money coming in. All right, anyway, so that's that. Now, here's the problem. When I said that's where the sheriff's posse comes in, well, Richard Mack knew exactly what I meant and highlighted what I meant. But this dishonest, sleazy reporter took it out of context. He's making it sound like I'm calling in the militia, that I'm calling in uh, and dovetailing on Darlie's idea that we're all calling in the militia. An action call. But look, that's a lie. The sheriff's posse that I referred to, as Richard wisely pointed out right there on the air, comes from Joe Arpaio's sheriff's posse. And in Joe Arpaio's sheriff's posse, when it came to the um, birth certificate fraud of Barack Obama, he had a task force of volunteers that dug into that in detail. He had IT forensics experts all the way through to people who went and conducted interviews and investigations and everything. Okay, these people weren't military. These people were peaceful citizens. They just had a background in IT or a background in investigating or whatever. But so this guy's making it sound like because I called on the quote, sheriff's posse, somehow we're calling out the militia, but that's not true. We referred to Joe Arpaio's peaceful posse as volunteer members as a way to have investigations without costing an arm and a leg for the taxpayers. That's all we're talking about. But see how out of context he put it? I'll prove my point further in seconds on your radio, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
5: The Uvalde, Texas, school shooting massacre could have been stopped within three minutes. DPS Director Steve McCraw says at a Senate hearing Tuesday, the investigation revealed the door to the classroom, in which officers waited for over an hour before entering, was unlocked and did not need a key.
4: So the door was unsecured, and we've gone back and checked in our interviews, and
0: did anybody touch the door and try it?
4: No one had
5: The U.S. Senate Tuesday reached a bipartisan deal on gun control for law-abiding citizens. The first major legislation on gun control in decades could be put to a vote by the end of the week. This legislation would give the government more control to take guns away from citizens it sees not fit. The vote was 64-34, with 14 Republicans joining the effort. For more information, visit us online at usaradio.com. USA Radio News. Stress. It never seems to end when you owe money to the IRS. What about the years of unfiled tax returns? Have you tried another tax service and gotten nowhere? Then you need Tax Alliance. Why? Years of being A-plus rated with a better business bureau with no consumer complaint sets them apart. Call 800-624-9275. That's 800-624-9275. Don't wait until the IRS attacks your wages, bank account, your home or pension, and even your Social Security check. Tax Alliance specializes in IRS tax relief programs, including the Fresh Start Initiative, which can finally free yourself from IRS. IRS debt. Their tax professionals can file returns, fight the IRS to substantially lower your IRS debt, or possibly even have it forgiven. If you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes, have unfiled tax returns, or have a payment plan and are still frustrated, call 800 624 9275. That's 800 624
4: 9275. Tax Alliance, your tax resolution
5: solution. Air travel continues to be difficult. Various airports have reported long wait lines at check-in counters that often stretch to the outside. American Airlines announced that it would be halting service in three cities this coming autumn due to the ongoing pilot shortage. JetBlue also reduced flights throughout the summer over staffing issues. A special tribute will be on display for the Surfside condo collapse almost one year ago to the day.
0: An art exhibit will go up in honor of the tragic collapse at a South Florida condo exactly one year later. The Swamp Space Gallery in Miami is hosting the display on June 24th in remembrance of the 98 victims from the Champlain Towers South in Surfside. It's also honoring first responders. Surfside resident and local artist Oliver Sanchez says, it's with a heavy heart. This installation reminds us that all life is precious. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg.
5: USA Radio News.
0: Promoting God, family, and country, you are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio.
1: All right. So Chuck Tanner, you're a dishonest, sleazy reporter, sir. You're part of the dishonest media. A sleazy reporter, we challenge you to an on-air debate about the facts, sir, because you're not being honest. So you make it sound like I called out the militia when I said, hey, the sheriff's posse can help with that. You're wrong. I referred to the Joe Arpaio Sheriff's Posse where they had volunteers help with investigations to save the taxpayers money. And that's all I referred to. Well, here's the proof that Chuck is taking it out of context. His next heading on his article says the conversation soon turned to paramilitarism, at least on Darleaf's part. That's not exactly right. Because he says this right after he says that I called for this. See how he spins it? And then he says Darleaf's part. Then he goes right back to Sam Bushman's name. Sam Bushman kicked it off with a question posed to Darleaf. Bushman, quote, we want to restore faith to the American people. And one of the most fundamental keys to freedom and to a republic is the responsibility to vote. And if that is destroyed and there's no redress of grievance to resolve it, what do we have left, Sheriff Leaf? So think about that. I just said, hey, we have a responsibility to vote, folks, and it's sacred. And if we have that responsibility violated, if it's manipulated and fraud and we have no redress of grievance to solve it, what do we have left? What do we do? Now, that's an open, honest, fair question. That does not spawn uh, militant ideas or anything of the sort. Unless you try to tie that back to my statement about, hey, we got to call on the sheriff's posses to help with investigations. But see, you're tying that together in a lie. Sam's calling for the sheriff's posses. Darleaf's calling for the militias. They had a call to action. It's going militant. Sam's saying if our redress of agreement, what do we have left? So Darleaf responds to my question. Leaf, well, what do you have left, he says, because he's pondering the question a little bit. Mac says, yes, sir. Leaf boy, I almost your you your militias, um, because that's what it's going to come down to. If you go listen to what they're trying to do globally, if our government's involved in that, I don't know how we can not call that treason. Well, I agree with Dar. He's not calling down the militia though. He's just saying, look, if this global agenda to take away our gun rights, to lock us down over vaccines, to commit vote fraud, all these things on the table. If they don't stop this, it might come down to the sheriff standing up. But that's the same idea that I'm saying about this civil war that might take place that I pray does not. And I'm doing everything to avert. Where the Southern Poverty Law Center says 53% of Republicans think it's coming. 39 plus percent of Democrats think it's coming. So Mac says, you're absolutely correct, Sheriff Leaf. Thank you so much. He's not thanking him for calling out the militia. He's not doing anything like that. He's just simply saying, thank you, Sheriff, for pointing out that, look, we've got to start to stand up and maybe the sheriff's, and the sheriff's posses will have to investigate. And maybe the militia will have to help us if We have enemies, foreign and domestic, tampering with our rule of law and our elections. At some point, the founders had to go to the Declaration of Independence. At some point, will we be possibly driven there as well? I pray the answer is no. But again, when you have guys like Chuck Tanner attack me and pretend I've gone violent and militant, full well knowing that's an absolute dishonest lie straight from the pit of hell, I'm the guy that says we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration. I'm the guy that teaches about the checks and balances. Richard Mack is the constitutional leader who used the rule of law to go all the way to the Supreme Court and prove Bill Clinton a lawbreaker. Bill Clinton violated the law and tried to force the sheriffs to do things which he had no authority to force. That's according to Richard Mack, the constitutionalist, and the Supreme Court agreed with Mack and disagreed with Bill Clinton. Who's disobeying the law, Mac or Bill? Who's pushing this hostile, forced-based agenda? Bill. Then the next heading says election conspiracy in January the 6th. See how you back this into? Now Sam called for the posse. Darleaf said it's inevitable. Mac said he agreed. Now the January 6th. Mac and Bushman continued to spin The election denial conspiracies undergirding the current activism in the January 6th nationalist insurrection. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. First off, we're not spinning any election denial anything. I'm not denying anything. We had an election. I'm not denying it. There was vote fraud. I'm not denying it. He's denying vote fraud but we spin the denial conspiracies under January the 6th. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the fact is, we were not at January 6th. We told people not to go to January 6th. I've told people over and over not to go into the streets, even though you have a first amendment right that's being shut down, but I've warned people not to go into the streets because it'll turn out like Charlottesville. It'll turn out like January 6th. They will lay a snare for you and trap you and attack you and pretend you're the violent one. Okay, we've warned about this on the radio over and over and over and over. And now this guy's trying to spin it that we're going militant, that we're called for action. Now then they say, Mac, a former member of the Oath Keepers, claimed voter fraud was ubiquitous in 2020. And it's been very prevalent in every election before that. I would say for the last 60, 70, 80, 100 years, it's been a long time, says Mac. And then they, he links it to CSPOA Richard Mack, Oathkeeper. And then he shows a picture of Richard Mack in the second row with Oath Keepers, a group deeply implicated in the January 6th insurrection. Now, this is where the dishonesty, though, is just off the charts. Uh, what do I mean? Well, Richard was a on the Oath Keeper board. That's true. We're not going to deny that. We're not pretending it's not true. When Richard believed that it was all about keeping their oath of office, since that's what the CSPOA still stands for, hey, he was part of that, saying, hey, let's help them keep their oaths. Then when he learned a lot more about what the Oath Keepers were doing, Richard Mack left the board years ago. And Richard Mack's not out to attack Oathkeepers or anything else. We're just simply saying the CSPOA is going a different direction. Now, to assert that Richard Mack is still an oathkeeper, to assert that Richard Mack endorses what the oathkeepers are doing is a lie. He hasn't been a member of the oathkeepers for a long time. And what the oathkeepers did on January the 6th and what we encourage people to do are completely 180 degrees opposite. The oathkeepers said go to January 6th. We at the CSPOA said don't go. But this guy is mixing up this lie like Richard's still an oath keeper, and he was somehow implicated in January 6th, even though he never went, and even though he told everybody not to go. Chuck Tanner, you are part of the dishonest, immoral media. Shame on you. You're a sleazy reporter. We challenge you on the facts. Let's have a debate, sir. And why am I going after this guy when I preach civility? Because this guy is so dishonest that he's going to get people put in jail erroneously. How long will it be until the federal government, the FBI, comes to us and says, hey, you know what, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, according to Chuck Tanner and all these articles, you guys are going militant. It's an absolute lie. Mac then asked and said this, why do we use computers to tabulate votes in America? It guarantees the probability and possibility of vote fraud at every single election. That's right. It guarantees that threat will be there as long as we use computers, folks. There is no way anybody can have an honest election with that, he basically says. Mac continues that we should be sarcastic about the attorney general saying electoral fraud did not exist. That it wasn't enough to change the election outcome. An apparent reference to former A. G uh, Bill Barr's testimony that hey, there was no election fraud. So Richard Mack says, You're not going to investigate the greatest coup attempt in American history. The greatest crime is stealing the authority and power the American people to choose their own representatives, Richard Mack says. Now, this guy's making a big militant push for this because he linked it to the Oath Coopers, he linked it to the comment that I made, he linked it all, he spun it up into conspiracy, January 6th, and he called action. Well, that's a lie. All Richard Mack said is, hey, when we have computers, we can't trust the elections. That's all that was said there. And then with attorney Bill Barr, hey, we are mocking Bill a little bit because he says there's no election fraud. But even in Bill Barr's own comments, he brings up some concerns. Shall we talk about those? Yes, we shall in seconds.
5: Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
6: I have a question. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator. I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life, born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate, and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch, and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life.
0: Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable.
1: So Chuck Tanner, shame on you, sir. You are part of the dishonest media. A sleazy reporter. We challenge you to an on-air debate. Okay, he's not being honest at all. He's making it sound like just because Richard said, hey, the computers are a problem, and we don't believe we'll have a redress of grievance. We don't believe we can get to the bottom of this. It's a serious concern, uh, and we'll never have honest elections with these computers. He mocks Richard Mack about this. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he then says, when we talked about Bob or Bill Barr, shame on Bill Barr, because here's what Bill Barr said. The election was not
4: stolen by fraud.
1: The election was not stolen by fraud. Okay, you can have that opinion, that's fine. And
4: uh, I haven't seen anything since the election that
1: changes my mind on that. Okay, well then you haven't been looking because in the news there's arrests. And there's vote fraud uh, arrests and vote fraud proven to be the case in many cases. So Bill, you're just not caught up, my friend.
4: Including the 2000 Mules movie.
1: (laughs) Now he laughs at the 2000 Mules movie. Now who's mocking who? We didn't laugh at Bill Barr. We just said we disagree with him and we think he's involved in a cover-up, too, that he's lying. But he literally laughed at the 2,000 Mules movie. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you decide, is Chuck and Bill right? Or does the 2,000 Mules movie concern you greatly, as it should everyone?
4: Well,
1: maybe you can uh, assess that 2,000 Mules, and people are talking about that.
4: Well, I mean, just in a nutshell, you know, I just think the GBI was unimpressed with it.
1: Okay, so the GBI was unimpressed with it. That's the Georgia Bureau of Investigations relating to the vote fraud. Um, But, ladies and gentlemen, so Georgia's not impressed with it. Does that impress you? So another government entity wasn't impressed either, neither am I. We're all covering up this together. I'm not impressed with it. But you better be impressed with it, folks. There's evidence of crimes being committed.
4: And I was similarly unimpressed with it because I think if you – because – I was holding my fire on that to see what the photographic evidence was, because I I thought, well, hell, if they have a lot of photographs of the same person dumping a lot of ballots in different boxes, you know, that's hard to explain.
1: Okay, that is hard to explain, and that's exactly what they have, and that's the problem. Maybe you haven't assessed that. But see how they're spitting it? Ah, the Georgia government wasn't impressed. I'm not impressed. If they had real evidence or real photos, it might be a concern that would be hard to explain. Well, they do
4: um so i wanted to see what the photographic evidence was but the uh
1: cell phone data now hold on he moves on to the cell phone data he didn't answer if he saw the evidence he just said i want to see it but he hasn't seen it obviously so when you say there's no vote fraud but you say the evidence if it's there would be very concerning and hard to explain but then you say you haven't seen it see how bob or Bill Barr, I'm sorry, is talking out of both sides of his mouth and now Chuck uses that as the standard? Then he goes on to the cell phone data.
4: This is singularly unimpressive. I mean, it basically, if you take 2 million uh, cell phones and, and figure out where they are physically in a big city like Atlanta or wherever, just by definition, you're gonna find many hundreds of them have passed by and spent time in the vicinity of these boxes And the premise that, you know, if you go buy a box, you know, five boxes or whatever it was, you know, that that's a mule is just indefensible.
1: Yeah, with your manipulation, it's indefensible, Mr. Bill Barr. That's right. However, you're not telling the story. You're manipulating the story for your own dishonest, perverted agenda. And Dinesh D'Souza has challenged you to an open debate, and I've offered to moderate that debate, Bill because you're lying, you're right. You're bound to have cell phones pass if in a big city like that, you're right. But let me tell you what you're not right about. You're not right about, as soon as a certain cell phone passes, there's evidence of somebody stuffing ballots into a box. And that happening at more boxes than one, consistently with the same cell phone device. And then it being done in the middle of the night, And then photos of taking pictures of stuffing ballots. And this happening repeatedly where you can see the patterns of somebody. In fact, the same patterns of cell phone use are being used against the January 6th so-called protesters or so-called insurrectionists. See, this is where we're kind of, we're not mocking, but we're just saying, look, this is dishonest by Bill. Bill Barr, you're wrong. The fact that these cell phone data matches photos, matches stuffing of ballot boxes, matches multiple ballot boxes at strange times in the middle of the night, you have witnesses. So why don't we go run this cell phone data analytics, look at the video camera footage, match that, and go interview these mules. We've got mules that testify in the movie that, hey, they did, and they did it for pay. See, this is where Bill Barr is kind of mocking it and laughing about it, going, I saw it, doesn't change my opinion, it's unimpressive. If they had real pictures, it would be impressive. Well, they do. That's why there's some arrests already in Arizona, folks. So when Bill says he's seen nothing to change his mind, what about the arrests in Arizona, Bill? See, um, we need to debate these people. Chuck, shame on you for using that as if you have the moral high ground when you don't. So then Bushman responded to Max's <coughs> statements in the article And on the talk show, see, the quotes are accurate. The context is what's wrong. Bushman responded saying, quote, in New York, they have illegals voting and illegals on the voting rolls. And they say that's fine. We have 350,000 dead people on the rolls, on the voter rolls. This has been proven as well. How is this just petty vote fraud? How is this just not a problem, right? That's the problem. They say, well, there's a vote fraud. They admit to it when they're forced to. But then they say, but it's not enough to change the election. That isn't the point. We're not saying that it did change the election or that it would. Yeah, the 2,000 mules people believe they have enough evidence that would change the outcome. But we're saying in our press release at the CSPOA, hey, if 2,000 mules is wrong, let's expose it. If they're right, we got work to do. Mac concluded, quote, if it didn't change any of the outcomes, then they wouldn't be doing it. It proves that the attorney general was an accomplice, and at the very least, he covered it up. That's right. That's what we're saying. Because that's the problem. When Bill Barr laughs at this, Bill Barr should say, I met with Greg Phillips. I met with, through the votes, Catherine Engelbrecht. I met with the CSPOA uh, to get to the bottom of these things. But see, he's not doing any of that. He just laughs and mocks. Then they say the two, meaning Sam Bushman and Richard Mack, spent time mocking the Congressional January 6th Committee, and on Bushman's account, quote, spinning conspiracy theories about the insurrection itself. Wow. Bushman cast the January 6th hearings as more like a reality TV show. Ladies and gentlemen, but it's not reality. Now they're peddling this through government-controlled media. Citing a recent, okay, anyway, so they go on about that. All I'm saying is, yeah, I am saying that it's a sham. You have congressmen and senators and virtually all the whole side of the Republicans saying these hearings are a sham, Is the Democrats are going for them. And there's been all kinds of dishonesty that we've pointed to, to highlight our claims. All right. For example, they said that a cop got beat to death with a fire extinguisher. They used that in the impeachment hearings for Donald Trump, even. It turned out to be a lie, a farce, not true. The Oath Keepers, on one hand, they say the Oath Keepers created an insurrection and wanted to go in, and that's a lie. We have evidence and video of the Oath Keepers helping police to safety. So there's both sides of the story is what I'm saying, sir. And if you want to put out your side, Chucky, baby, go right ahead. But don't attack my side as somehow I'm spinning conspiracy theories. You've got a conspiracy theory that this whole thing was planned by Donald Trump. Like your conspiracy theory that said Trump was in bed with the Russians, neither are winding up true. Now, am I defending Trump? No, I'm not. I didn't vote for him, but I'm just telling you, there's a lot of innocent people caught up in the dragnet of January 6th. There's a lot of innocent people caught up in the dragnet of of um of um uh, whatever it was, Saint Char- not Saint Charles. Um. Anyway, of the event that took place for quote the white supremacists or whatever. Right, then they say, citing a recent press release from Uma County Sheriff Leon Wilman, announcing that his office is in voter fraud. Mac declared in reference to that, "Somebody should take this to the party." That the January 6th, Donald Trump, and it goes on. Bushman added, "I believe that government provocateurs literally created the insurrection." Whether Democrats or Republicans were involved in that, I don't know. See, I don't know who done it. But when you see the Revolver Magazine and Ray Epps and the manipulation that took place there, even Congress in hearings is asking the same questions I am. Why am I the conspiracy theorist spinning conspiracy theories? Well, that's what was in Congress. See, this is what I mean by taking it all the way to the fundamentals. No matter what, I can't convince Chuck that I have legitimate claims or concerns or beliefs or views. Now, if he believes it's all conspiracy theory, he has every right to say that. What I don't think he has the right to do is making it sound like and writing articles, manipulating uh, the public into believing that somehow I'm peddling violence. That isn't true. Now, the sheriff's network, he has that as his next topic. The interview also shed light on Mac's interactions with sheriffs. Uh, it talked about Mac appeared to be in touch with the Yuma sheriff's Department yeah I don't know why it appears that way we told you we did Mac asserted we have lots of sheriffs now and we do Bushman then talked about Mac going to Texas for training Mac also claimed that the unit County sheriffs Arizona's are having an impact beyond inspiring sheriffs describing it as a wake-up call amongst sheriffs that's factual Matt claimed that Greg Phillips and some sheriffs would participate in a July 12th conference to boost the electoral fraud project. Anyway, then Chuck Tanner is an advisory board member and a researcher for the Institute for Research and Education on Human Rights. He works to counter white nationalism in the media and da-da-da-da-da. Now, my response to you, Chuck is you're lying. You're dishonest about our goals. You made it seem like it was militant, conspiracy theory driven, and just off the rails crazy and look out because they're in bed with sheriffs and they're going to take on the whole country in a violent coup. You're a liar, sir, and it's not true. You're dishonest and you know it. And I challenge you to an open debate. So now you got Dinesh D'Souza challenging Bill Barr to an open debate and I'm challenging you, Chuck, to an open debate on the facts. We can disagree on things, Chuck. I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with you writing your little articles that have no comments if you want to. But what I'm telling you, sir, is when you start to suggest that I'm involved in some kind of violent insurrection act tied to January 6th and vote fraud, and that we're calling out the militia, that is an absolute blatant lie. How dare you? I called on a peaceful sheriff's posse to do investigations. I then said that I think Bill Barr's wrong, which I'm entitled to my opinion. But you're literally creating a dishonest narrative that will get people in trouble and hurt. And I would never do that to you, sir. I don't agree with any of your views. But I don't think you're an insurrectionist. I'm not going to make allegations that you are or that you might be without evidence. I will not do that to you, sir. And I suggest you do not do that to us. Shame on you. I am disappointed in your dishonest narrative, sir. What a disgrace that is. And that's a wrap. I'm Sam Bushman, ladies and gentlemen. You decide for yourself who you believe is telling you the truth or telling you lies. And you decide for yourself who you think is peaceful and who's violent. I stand on, we call for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We also have faith in this nation and say this nation shall endure. And then we turn to God Almighty, the Prince of Peace. And God save the Republic of the United States of America. That's where we stand and we don't back down.